for a long time, I was suffering from athletic foot. You remember now? She says, yeah. Okay. I was suffering from athletic foot. and I was applying medication all the time, but it was not working. But uh, soon after she prayed for me, a couple of days into weeks, it disappeared. And from that time, I've been monitoring and I've been looking. Is it not going to come back? Is it not? But then I realized I was not walking in faith. <laughs> so, Rosemary, the athlete's foot on my left foot is gone. Amen. So, we thank God for your ministry. And we thank God that God uh, is working and uh, is healing people. Amen. Hallelujah. So, uh, we uh, just want to... Uh, get into the word of God uh, today. Uh, I hope you have come uh, with an expectation. Uh, God will meet you uh, at the point of your need. Amen. If your expectation is so high, then God is going to fill that vacuum that you have. Amen and amen. Uh, we are looking uh, this year into the theme uh, or maybe the verse that pastor gave us uh, in First Thessalonians chapter 2. So let, let, let us go there to First Thessalonians uh, chapter 2. We, we just want to read from, from verse 1. We, we want to read from uh, verse 1. First uh, Thessalonians uh, chapter 2. Do you like to read for us, Brother Ben? Amen and amen. Father, we thank you uh, for your word uh, that we have had this morning. Uh, we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here with us uh, as we uh, get into the word uh, and share uh, and fellowship uh, in your word. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, so, this year we are looking uh, uh, at the title that Pastor has given us, uh, saying this is the year of walking worthy. Uh, this is the year of walking worthy. So, from what we have read, I think it's starting from, from verse 10, uh, where Paul is speaking to the Thessalonians, and uh, he is telling them uh, that uh, you, you have... Uh, is asking them to actually to walk uh, worthy of the gospel, to walk worthy of God uh, who has called them into his family. Now, uh, we just want to uh, start from uh, verse 1. And uh, if we are starting from verse 1, uh, going through uh, this reading that we uh, have done today, uh, we uh, realize that Paul starts by showing uh, how he himself had walked worthy among uh, the Thessalonians or the church in Thess Thessalonica. So he is showing them that he himself had actually walked worthy among them. If we read uh, verse 2, uh, can we have verse 2 on the screen, please? Right. But even after that we had suffered before, we were shamefully entreated, as you know, at Philippi. We were bold in our God to speak unto you the gospel 
of God with much contention. Right? Can I have verse 7? But we were gentle among you, even as a nurse cherisheth her children. Okay. Uh, for me, I see uh, there is uh, a contrast between these two verses. Now, in verse 2, he is saying, but even after we had suffered in, in, in Philippi, they had been mistreated uh, in Philippi when uh, they were put in prison and uh, they, they, were, uh, they, they, they were not treated uh, as according to their expectation. Uh, now they uh, have come to uh, Thess Thessalonica. And uh, in Thessalonica, uh, they are saying, even though we had uh, been badly treated in Philippi, when we came to you in Thessalonica, we, uh, di we, did, not, uh, we did not change the way how we handled ourselves because of what had happened in Philippi. Okay. So, Paul is saying, we walked worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We did not, you know, many times uh, when we go through situations and circumstances, if we are mistreated in one area, when we get into the, another area, we'll be saying, guys, let's, let's, cool, let's cool down. Let's calm down. Uh, do you remember what happened before? Okay. But these guys are saying, you know what? We, we, we were mistreated, but that did not affect how we behaved when we got to you. Because the word of God is the same. If I preach truth here today, my truth is not going to change because I have been mistreated here. When I go to another place, I still have to speak the truth of God. Hallelujah. So their character did not change because they had been mistreated. So they are saying, we were bold. But at the same time, in verse 7, he is saying, but we were gentle among you. For me, I see a contrast. Can you be gentle and at the same time be bold? It's possible, isn't it? Because many times we, we, we think, you know, uh, because uh, something has happened before, so I'm going to hang my shoulders down and uh, uh, I, I have to, I have to, uh, we, we, we call it, le, 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 I have to cool down because of, you know, uh, what, what, what happened before. But Paul is saying, you know what, I exhibited the fruit of the spirit called gentleness among you. But being gentle, being gentle, it does not, it, 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 it gentleness is, 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 is strength uh, under control. Okay, that is what I want you to get. That gentleness is strength under control. So, Paul and Silas here, when they walked in Thessalonica, the way how they behaved in Thessalonica, they are saying, even though we were bold, we were gentle. Hallelujah. So, being, being gentle, it does not mean that, you know what, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to walk the walk that you are supposed to walk. You don't have to stay home closed down because 
uh, because you know, uh, you know I, I, have to be, I have to be gentle, I have to be quiet. The word of God still needs to be preached. People still need to hear the truth. Hallelujah. Uh, we, we are getting somewhere. You know, uh, we will uh, show uh, what the, this is about. So, suffering for a good cause should rather sharpen us than make us go blunt. And the other thing that Paul is saying uh, is our past struggles should not detect our future. Okay. So, if I have my struggles today, it, does, it must not affect the way how I work with God in the future. Because a lot of people, they are giving up on God because they have just gone through a struggle. But when we have been empowered with the word of God, when we have been empowered with the Holy Ghost, I am telling you that uh, we have to hold on to the truth that we have been given by the word. That is why in Psalms chapter 23 verse 4, David says, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For your rod and your staff, they comfort me. That is, that is what God does. And Paul speaks as well in, 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 in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, verse 7, and he says, we walk by faith and not by sight. So, whatever we have seen, whatever we have seen in Philippi, it was something that was physical. What we are looking at is, is, is something that God has called us for. Something that probably we do not see in the physical. But something that God has said, you know what? You are my people. I have made you holy. I have sanctified you. And I, I, I have called you for a purpose. So that is, that is what we actually uh, hold on to. So, point number one, gentleness, gentleness is strength under control. Point number two, gentleness is driven by fear, by faith and not fear. Gentleness is driven by faith and not fear. These are things that we are getting uh, from what we have been speaking about. The reason why they managed to keep going is because they were men of faith. Faith was so full in them and in their hearts that they had to keep going even if there were struggles that they were facing through. Because there was a purpose. So if we are men and women of purpose, our driving force should be faith. We do not do things because we are afraid. When, 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 when we walk in this life, this, I, I want you to get this. Because there are a lot of things 
that happen, uh, I have seen a lot of people who pray not out of faith, but because they are afraid of something happening. I've always told off a lot of people because of this, that you know what, you do not have to pray because you are afraid that something is going to happen. But you have to pray because uh, you are walking in faith. So faith must be the driving force of what we do. Hallelujah. If I am gentle about if I am if I if I if I am gentle about a certain situation, then it must be something that is uh, being driven by faith, not because I am afraid if I do this, then this might happen. Hallelujah. So this is what uh, Paul is saying. He is saying, you know what? Because what was happening in Thessalonica as well is there were some people during that time who were actually not happy that Paul had actually moved from Philippi to come and preach in Thessalonica. And they were saying, you, Paul, uh, you, 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 you are not walking worthy. What is it that you are to, coming to speak about here in Thessalonica? So Paul is now saying, you know what? When I was among you, I walked worthy. Right, if we go to verse 3 and verse 4. Verse 3 says, For our exhortation was not of deceit, nor of uncleanness, nor in guile. And 4 says, But as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak not as pleasing men, but God who tries our hearts. So, gentleness must be rooted in the truth. Gentleness must be rooted in the truth. Paul, when he preached, when he encouraged the people in Thessalonica, he says it did not come from error, nor did it come from uncleanness or deceit. But everything that he did, he is saying it was rooted in the truth of the word of God. And in verse 4, he goes on and he says, but as we have been approved by God, we have all been approved, haven't we? Is there anyone who thinks they have not been approved? And Paul says, as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. So, approval, approval, uh, you, you, can, uh, you can be uh, approved, uh, meaning to say, uh, if I am approved, uh, I am accepted. Or maybe I am permitted, okay, if I am approved, uh, something maybe, uh, uh, what, what example can we give? If I apply for something, 
and I get approved, it means I, I have been accepted or I have been permitted uh, in my application, isn't it? Uh, and then uh, it says, but as we have been approved by God to be entrusted. Okay, so the point that I want you to get here is uh, we do not get approved for the sake of just being approved. Okay, we get approved to be entrusted. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. Those who have been uh, on a work placement, uh, they know uh, the importance of being signed off. It means that uh, your mentor has approved that uh, you have learned uh, what you were learning and you, and you are able uh, maybe to, uh, uh, you, you are able to, to, to actually discharge your duties properly. And then your mentor signs you off to say, I approve of this person that uh, they have learned and they know what they are doing. So you have been approved. So even as Christians, we have a mentor. The Bible says he will teach us all things. And uh, if we read 2 Peter 1 verse 3, it says he has given us of all things that pertain to life and godliness. Okay, that is our mentor. And Ephesians 1.13, it says we were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So, when I look at you, uh, when, 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 I, when, when I look at you, uh, because you are under the blood, it means that you are under the seal of the Holy Spirit. So, you have a seal of honor that has been placed on your heart. Okay. A seal of honor that's been placed on your heart to say, you know what? This person belongs to God. This person is of the Holy Spirit. Now, we have to walk worthy of that honor. We have to walk worthy of the honor that we have been given. Because we have been approved for a purpose. I'll give another example. Uh, through elections, uh, we see that uh, we have leaders, uh, maybe a prime minister or a president. Uh, through elections, people approve of them uh, to be uh, their leaders. So that's the process that is used in the world to approve uh, someone. But the reason why, the reason why uh, Donald Trump, for example, uh, the reason why he went through a trial or he, he was impeached in America is because there are some people who are thinking that he is not walk, walking worthy of that honor. Okay, so he was approved, but people were trying to remove him because they are thinking that he is not walking worthy. Or he is not delivering that which they entrusted to him. So even though we have been approved, 
it is so important for us to uh, walk in the trust that we have been given. As Christians, we have been entrusted by the Holy Spirit. God has actually entrusted us with something. And so we have to walk worthy of that honor. Right, we just want to look at the parable of the talents. If I can just have uh, verse 15, please, uh, of chapter 25, Matthew. Matthew chapter 25, verse 15. This is the parable of the talents. I would want to believe that uh, uh, we all know it, or most of us uh, know uh, this parable. And verse 15 says, And unto one he gave five talents, to another he gave two, to another he gave one, to every man to his several ability and straight away took his journey. Okay, I'm just going to repeat. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to every man according his several ability and straight away took his journey. Could we define talents? Anybody wants to take that? Okay, if you heard that, he says the grace to do something, the ability to do something. Is, is that okay for you? <laughs> okay, okay. So, 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 in this parable, we are looking at three guys uh, being given. Uh, something, or we can use the word that we are using in Thessalonians, that they were entrusted with these talents. And the Bible says, each according to his ability. So, we find that this third guy, who was given a one talent, he went through the same test, and he was tested, and he, it was seen that he was able It's not like he, he was not able. It's not like he didn't know what he was doing. The Bible says it was given each one according to his ability. So this guy was able. The reason why his master decided to entrust him with that talent is because the master had seen that he was able to do what the master wanted him to do. But what did he do? He decided not to walk as according to his master's trust for him. Right, let's, uh, can, can I have the message version? I want the message version for this one. Hey, anybody got the message version? 
anybody got the message version? Those who've got a Bible on their apps. Do you have the message version, Arnold? Okay, Latoya will read for us uh, Matthew chapter 25 from uh, 24 to 30. Amen. So, we see, uh, if, if we are reading from this version, uh, this guy's response, and uh, he says uh, to his master, I know you have high standards. That he truly knew, that his master has got high standards. And uh, he goes on to say, And you hate careless ways, and that you demand the best. Amen. So, our God is a high standard God. Uh, the way how we live, the way how we handle ourselves, uh, it is actually, uh, it must be as according to the standards of our master. Because he has given us that ability, okay. And uh, the way how the master responded now, uh, verse 26 to 27, it says, the master was furious. That, and he says, that's a terrible way to live. How can you have that kind of principle in your life where you actually know that I, I have got high standards? But you decide not to meet the standards. This guy, the way how he responded, he thought he was being a gentleman. No, I'm being, I'm being honest. Because the way how I, 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 I knew you, you, you I, I, I know you have high standards and hate careless ways that you demand the best and make no allowances for error. I was afraid I might disappoint you. So I found a hiding place and secured your money. And here it is, safe and sound, down to the last cent. So this guy, he, th he actually thought, you know what? I am being a gentleman. I, 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 I am. But he was in error. Verse 3 of First Thessalonians, it was, it was, Paul is saying, we, we were not walking in error. And we were not walking in deceit or uncleanness. 
But this guy, uh, whatever he is doing, the master's response tells us everything about him. He says, that's a terrible way to live. It's criminal to live cautiously like that. He was in error. The way the, his kind of thinking was in error. And he says, if you knew I was after the best, why did you do less than the least? So, if you don't do anything, you are doing less than the least. That's deep, isn't it? You are actually, we, we are actually doing less than what is expected. So, we, we, we are no better than somebody who probably is, is, is not doing anything. The least you could have done would have been to invest the sum with the bankers where at least I would have gotten a little interest. So, God has given us and God has entrusted us with whatever he has entrusted you with. And you have to invest it. We have to invest what God has given us. So that when we come back on that day, we are laying it bare to say, Master, this is, uh, you, 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 you saved me. And you brought me into your family. And you approved me. And you entrusted me. This is what I am bringing to your table. That is the reason why Paul and Silas were actually bored to say, you know what? Even though in Philippi they treated us bad, we are going to go into another city. And we are going to be bored again and declare the same gospel. Hallelujah. Because they know that they have to they have to invest what the master has entrusted to them. So, if God has trusted us with something, we have to invest it. I, I you know, at one point I had, uh, uh, there are bank accounts that I, that I, that I opened. I, I think I had a credit card and a, and a savings account. Uh, I, I kind of used them for a short while. But then I, I stopped using them uh, for, for, for a number of years. You know what the bank did? They closed them down. Even though I had been approved for those bank accounts, but because I was not putting them to use, the bank said, you are not using them. We know we have approved you, but you, you are not using them. So what's the purpose? We are going to shut them down. Hallelujah. So whatever it is that God has entrusted us with must be put to use. Hallelujah. What is it that God has entrusted you with? Hallelujah. And the truth is, you have been approved and when you have been approved, it means that God has entrusted you with something. We are all told, isn't it? This is, this is Matthew 28, verse 18. It's everybody's verse. To go ye therefore and preach this gospel unto all nations, 
baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, even though you've got five, you might have three talents, you might have two, you might have one, but God has entrusted you and me to be doing something in the kingdom. So, we have to walk worthy of that. Are you walking worthy? That's the question. Am I walking worthy of the calling that is upon my life? Am I walking worthy of the God who has called me uh, to, 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 to the ministry uh, that he uh, has given me? Uh, can we just read verse, verse 4, please? Uh, sorry, back to Thessalonians. Yeah. Verse 4, and it says, But as we were allowed of God to put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God who trieth our hearts. But as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God who tries our hearts. So this, this is, this is uh, more or less self-explanatory. Okay. Uh, do, do you have the uh, NKJV? New King James Version. Not as pleasing men, but God who tests our hearts. Okay, uh, let's let, let's. Uh, can you read up to six? Up to verse six. Amen. So, verse 4, verse 4 is, Paul is speaking and he says, it was not our aim to please men, but it, to please God. And in verse 5, he goes on and he says, for neither at any time did we use flattering words, as you know, nor a clock of covetousness. God is witness. Hallelujah. So, here Paul is trying to say, you know what? You guys, we, 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 we walked worthy among you. We exhibited the fruit of the truth uh, called gentleness. And uh, as we walked among you, uh, we, we, we did not do all these things. We did not speak to please men. But we, when, when we spoke, 
our aim was to please God. Okay. And he speaks about uh, flattering words in verse 5. Uh, no, a cloak of covetousness. You know, if you look at the word flattery, uh, flattery is, is, is a type of praise. When somebody flatters you, uh, they, 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 they say, they, I wanted to say they are praising you, but uh, they seem like they are praising you. But it's not true, isn't it? So, uh, it is not truthful praise. It is uh, a compliment that stems from what? From a lie. Okay. Uh, hold, hold on, hold on. Uh, it, its aim is to please men. And it is probably, uh, you, you want to please the person who uh, is actually re receiving the compliment. Okay, that, that is the aim. Uh, that is the aim of, uh, uh, of, of flattery. Now, let's, let's, let's just go to uh, the, the book of Daniel. Uh, right, somebody remind me, by the way, what, what verse is it? The people who know their God? See, I've, 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 lost, I've lost the chapter. Is it chapter, chapter 3? The people who know their God, Bible scholars. <laughs> Come on, Rosemary. <laughs> Daniel 11.32, that's right. Uh, thank you so much, Pastor. Okay. Let's, let's read Daniel 11, verse 32. We, we want to look at flattery. Why is it that Paul is saying we, do, we did not use words of flattery uh, when uh, we uh, were dealing with you? What's wrong with flattery? Okay. Uh, here we go. And, and it says, and such as do wickedly against the covenant. Meaning to say, if somebody uh, is already doing something wrong, okay, such as do wickedly against the covenant. Somebody is all already not walking as according to the covenant. Shall he corrupt by flattery? So, uh, if, if my grandma here, okay, is not walking as accordingly. If, okay, we are using the word walking worthy. If she is not walking worthy, and I, I decide to say, you know what? I don't want to tell her the truth. I decide to flatter her to say, ah, it's okay. It's okay. What you are, ah, it's, don't worry, it's okay. Hey, what, what, what am I doing? I am flattering her to say, you know what? This, what, this what, you, what you are doing is okay, when in actual fact, it is not. So what, what am I doing in actual fact? I am co I'm corrupting this person. So this, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is what the devil does. It is actually the devil who does this. That And such as do wickedly against the covenant, shall he corrupt by flattery. But the people that do know their God, they shall be strong. 
Hallelujah. So if we are walking as according to the word of God, even if somebody tries to flatter me, I will be strong and I will do great exploits. That is what the Bible says. So flattery will not work for me if the devil tries to do that. But at the same time, even as Christians, Paul is saying, I know whose weapon flattery is. It is the weapon of the enemy, and I am not going to use it when I am dealing with the people of God. Hallelujah. Let's, let's just go to Proverbs again, uh, just uh, looking at that. Proverbs 29, verse 5. Yes. Amen. Uh, my, My NIV says, A man who flatters his neighbor spreads a net for his feet. So, basically, this is what Paul was saying, and he was saying, you know what, I, I, when we came to you, we, we did not use flattery, but uh, we, we walked worthy among you. So, if we go on to verse 7 and 9, now, uh, it says, But we were gentle among you, but just as a nursing mother cherishes her own children, so affectionately longing for you, we were well pleased to impart to you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives, because you had become dear to us. For you remember, brethren, our labor and toil, for laboring night and day, that we might not be a burden uh, to any of you, we preached to you the gospel of God. So, Paul and Silas, Paul and his team, uh, their aim was to preach the gospel of God. Their aim was to walk worthy, so that after they have walked worthy, they were able to say now in verse 10, uh, you are witnesses in God also how, devo- how devoutly and justly and blamelessly we behaved ourselves among you. As you know how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you as a father does his own children, that you would walk worthy of God who calls you. So Paul is saying, you know what, I, I have told you how I walked among you. Now I am saying, you guys, walk worthy of the God who has called you. And I have shown you what it is like to walk worthy. Walk worthy uh, does not mean you have to go about pleasing people. You, it's, it's about the truth. That is what he is saying. Walking worthy is, 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 is about uh, not going flattering people. Walking worthy is not about uh, doing this and that. But he is saying, whatever it is that you have seen in me, what I have done, the way how we have exalted you, that's the same way that I am asking of you 
to walk worthy. And after he had done that, verse 13, we actually see that uh, the people of Thessalonica, the Bible says they listened to what Paul said and they, uh, and, and they, and they repented. Hallelujah. So this is the message uh, that I have for you uh, guys today to say, you know what, if we are in this year and God has given us this theme, that we are supposed to walk worthy, then this is what uh, God is asking us to do. The parable of the talents. Let's not walk like that guy. Let's walk like uh, people who know that God has entrusted us uh, with uh, his son. He has entrusted us with his Holy Spirit. That they live in us. And that whenever, whatever we are, whatever we are doing, we know that we have got the enablement of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit. And if we do that, then we will be able to conquer. We will not give up easily. We will not walk in fear, but we will walk in faith. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word, God, that uh, even uh, as we have heard your word today, uh, may we know that, uh, Holy Spirit, you are on our side. That we know, Jehovah, that you have called us and you have uh, approved us and you have entrusted us and uh, we will walk in that truth. We will walk in that truth, God, as we, as we endeavor uh, to make sure that uh, we stay in tune uh, with the Holy Ghost. We give you glory and we give you honor. May your name be exalted and may your name be glorified. In the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen.